following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And we are off to a flying start on a Wednesday edition of Mix Shots. If you're watching on Periscope, you saw we got started a couple of minutes ago. You saw it. You saw it. That's the key word. You saw it. You didn't hear us get started. We've got a false start to start this one, but we trust that you not only see us, but you also hear us now. Bill Jones and Mickey Spagnola inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios and Everson Walls inside the SWBC Mortgage Home Studio. Hello, Everson. <laughs> Hello, William. Hello, Mickey. How are you doing, people? I'm great. You guys? I'm, Good to I'm be with great. you, Bill. I yeah. get to actually not, see you. It's Wednesday, and I am in person here at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios. What's the occasion today? On Wednesday, I tape a high school football preview show in the studios here right after we get done with mix shots, and so I have permission to enter the building on Wednesday afternoons. That's why I'm here in studio. Very good. So there you, you know the schedule for me for the for at least now and you could triple up because i think you have to read my script for the legend show too oh that's right i'd have to do that too we got a legend show coming up also i must say guys i really miss the uh spagnola uh jack black readings (laughs) i'm 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 looking for those to come back they gotta come back guys right i don't like the the reading now only spags that should be all spags all the time. We that, need to we need to yeah, talk with, with Nikki about those to get those back <laughs> that's, that's right. doing the reads because they've got some really good sales going on right now. Yeah, and I need some more Jack Black. Mm, yeah, I know awesome. you know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, there is a news happening here at the Star, and there's news happening around the National Football League. That's where we started yesterday. So why don't we start in Nashville again today because they are not starting in Nashville. In fact, uh, they've closed down the facility due to the first, do we call it an outbreak, COVID-19 outbreak in the NFL. It took, them, took three weeks of the season. That's a good thing. But yeah. uh, And now the word comes down this morning that the uh, Titans game against the Steelers is postponed. They are hoping for the start of next week, right, Mickey? Yes, they talked about postponing to maybe Monday or Tuesday. So we could have a Tuesday night game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of just waiting to see how the week goes because they want to make sure both teams have uh, enough, or especially Tennessee, enough time to practice uh, preparing for the game since they shut down the facility. So um, they had another, they had three originally players test positive. Another one did uh, yesterday. So it's four and five uh, personnel people. Uh, they're in Tier 1 and Tier 2, so that's nine altogether right now. And I guess they want to see if they've got a control of this and, and, and it, it's stopped and nobody else is going to continue to test positive before they open up the facility and get back to work. So, yeah, it's the first one uh, that's happened. And, you know, everybody was like, well, the NFL didn't have – they don't have any idea what they're doing. Well, they you got to figure this out. You know, this isn't like baseball 
where you play two or, you know, you push it off and you just play the next day. So uh, There's no such thing as uh, – in baseball, they, they played seven-inning doubleheaders. Yeah, There's yeah. no such thing as playing a uh, three-quarter <laughs> doubleheader. <laughs> Can't do that in football, in, right? In football. Uh, so – and that's probably – Hopefully they'll be able to get that game in on Monday or Tuesday, right. and it won't disrupt the schedule because we were we were looking ahead and when they might be able if they had to uh, postpone it till later in the season. And um, it, it is workable. I think the Steelers would have had to reschedule a game with the Ravens to make their bye week coincide with the Titans' bye week. The good news on this right now is though the Titans did play at Minnesota on Sunday, there have been no positive tests out of the Vikings camp. And so the Vikings are ready to get back to work and uh, get prepared for their game against the Texans on Sunday. Yeah, and and the other thing that came out, the NFL and the NFLPA uh, sent out a strongly worded memo to the coaches, general managers, (laughs) and team executives that includes a passage that says uh, it will address a lack of compliance with accountability measures that may include suspensions and or forfeiture of draft picks, meaning if people on the sideline aren't wearing their masks, there's going to be more than a financial fine uh, for those players and those teams. So they're really emphasizing uh, for people on the sideline to keep those masks on uh, during on game day. All right. And so in in regards to in regards to the. uh, the, the, the initial problem that we're having here, it kind of reminds me of baseball when they first started out. I think it was a floor. The Marlins had so many guys tested positive, and uh, it looked like they were going to have to shut everything down, but they continued. And uh, initially, I think I would have pushed the panic button if uh, the Major League Baseball Association didn't, uh, what hadn't already shown us kind of a blueprint on how you can work your way through this thing, knowing it's not going to be pretty, uh, knowing that we're going to have a Monday or Tuesday night game. Heck, you might know, we might have a Wednesday night game before it's all said and done. I mean, because right now there are lo- no limitations. There's no, there's no template to follow. But I do like the fact that the Major League Baseball had these same issues initially, and they were able to come out of it. So I, I think we'll be able to do the same in the NFL, hopefully. I'm looking forward to it. I don't want to stop the season. It's already on its way. You know, Everson, this is almost like a reminder because things have been going so well for those first uh, two and a half, three weeks that you would people probably players tend to relax and say okay you know there's there's no uh, threat here well this came to reminder and uh, Mike McCarthy even talked about it uh, today in his press conference uh, he said that you know during their team meeting he said they were reinforcing all the things they've been doing and re-emphasizing to everyone uh, that we got to continue on the path we were on uh, you know being very uh, diligent but I'm following all the protocols uh, and not let this thing catch us by surprise and you know it, I, I just think it was inevitable with guys going home 
uh, that at some point, you know, I don't know where you con contacted it if you went out and didn't do what you were supposed to do going out, which is another thing they're going to keep an eye on because I can't remember who was it. There was a story about some one team uh, found out a bunch of players did some sort of charity thing and they were at it without masks on, and so they were going to investigate that. But you just can't let your guard down just because it seems like everything's reopening. Well, and the big thing about that is that uh, it's not just you if uh, you have a wife, Right. You have kids, whatever, or girlfriend, or whatever. Kids going to and, school. And you're around other people, and then you can't help but be around uh, your family. You know, the other thing that football uh, has, which is more challenging, obviously, with basketball and hockey, they're in a bubble situation. Uh, in baseball, they were traveling, but they're playing every day, and there's just not much downtime to go out and to a restaurant or even to be around your family. Or you know, you're in a routine where you're primarily playing night games. You're going home, you're going to bed, and you're going to the ballpark the next day. You're traveling with the team, and you're isolated in a hotel, and they're taking all the protocols. The problem football has is that during the week, yeah, you are practicing starting on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but you're going home after practice. You're off a couple of days or a day and a half during the week, and there's more opportunities for you to be around other people that aren't being tested. You know, I saw in today's paper, I thought it was kind of alarming uh, after the Stars had been in that bubble for, what, nine weeks, uh, they flew home. Uh, and a bunch of fans met them at the airport uh, as they were going through the airport. And I saw that Hudobin was taking a picture with a couple fans. None of them had their mask on. And I'm going, okay, you just quarantined yourself for nine weeks, and now you're out in public with two people you don't know, and you're not wearing a mask? It's like, boy, you got to rethink that. He didn't leave it. Leave his well, see, guard down. That's what they thought they were thinking yeah. because they're so happy to be out, of the, out of the bubble. It's like we're normal. They're again. so happy yeah. that it's <laughs> over. It's almost like a relief. Yeah. And the other thing that you have is, is really you have one protocol for the sports uh, teams, but then you know when you go out in public, then your state or your city might have a totally different set of protocols that you have to adhere to. So there's different between. Uh, what what the Cowboys are doing versus what the city of Dallas or the Dallas County or Collin County or the state of Texas is different. How we approach it as private citizens versus the protocol that they have to deal with throughout the NFL or all the major sports. So that that you know having to uh, 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 jump in and out of that you know between one one protocol to another protocol, they just have to be mindful that uh, we have different protocols in the, on the team sports for a reason because you are in a unique situation. When it comes to the, the state protocol or city protocols, they're all over the place. So you, you got to ignore those and realize the task at hand is to be all in on the NFL protocol. You know, and, and Mickey uh, mentioned this yesterday, uh, the NFL has, uh, there's a reason that there are expanded rosters this year, uh, reason there's an expanded practice squad this year, it is because they anticipated that there would be situations arise like this, which is why the Tennessee Titans, even with four positive cases, can go ahead and play a football game on Monday or Tuesday whenever they reschedule this for. Yeah, and, and the other thing that uh, took place 
place, I guess, the beginning of this week is uh, Roger Goodell sent out a memo uh, to all the teams uh, also emphasizing their protocols of, uh, you know, how they bring in players for workouts. And I, I think he strongly suggested that you might want to back off on that stuff. And one of the reasons why Earl Thomas didn't get a workout in Houston, and it wasn't just oh. him. They were evidently going to work out a bunch of players uh, Monday, Tuesday, and they kind of suggested to him that you might be real careful about that. Uh, you might put them in a hotel room and make sure you're testing them before you bring them into the facility for a workout. So all I, I thought all he the was, I thought it was something he had done. No, all the conspiracy theories that Jerry was flying in and and, and put a halt to the workout because he's going to sign Earl <laughs> Thomas. I think probably got thrown down into the, the trash container. And, and the, and I just assumed that he did something controversial see, and, 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 and you know, you know what so we're going to call his, this off. Yeah, with his background, it was probably a good assumption too. Well, by the and, way. and so Bill O'Brien, yeah, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was a whole Kaepernick thing that they the rules got all mixed up and hey, I don't want it this way, I don't want it that way. I just assumed that it was his camp that had something to do with that cancellation. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It was simply because of a, a protocol put in place. Yeah, and, uh, and and the initial reports kind of came out that way. And first, Thomas's agent said that no, we were informed by the Texans that due to uh, COVID issues, we they had to cancel the practice. And then Bill O'Brien this morning made a point to talk about how that how much respect he has for Earl Thomas, and they yeah they wanted to bring him in, but it was a sort of a league wide thing that uh, hey let's they got a notice from the league that uh, these workouts let's let's put a hiatus on them for a little bit. Yeah, you know, and even if right. you if you you know bring in a guy without a workout, he's still got to test negative 3 times in 4 days before he's allowed in the facility. So, you know, so, you you almost have to plan for 2 weeks in advance. Right. And the reason that the Texans were interested in Earl Thomas is because they had an injury at the safety position on Sunday. So you're right. These personnel people, I mean, Will McClay has to sit there and anticipate, okay, here we are depth-wise, let's say, at the safety position. What if we lose a guy on Sunday? Well, you have to have already brought safeties in to make sure that you had them, you have them ready to go uh, or you, you, you understand where they are physically, okay? And then because even when they come in, they still got to – Pass three tests before they can work yeah. out with a team, and that's why I think when you see you know the questions to Jerry and Stephen and Mike McCarthy about well can you change this bring somebody in to help out, and they're like well we got to kind of do this from within because they know even if you bring somebody in it's not for a week before yeah, how, you're going to they're not going to be able them. to practice on Wednesday yeah, or Thursday it's not do you, you any know? good so you, you got to address it from within they might be able to clear protocol by Friday maybe. Right, but, and so they haven't been. They haven't practiced your two heavy days of the week, so they're not going to be able to contribute. I mean, just the next think. Game. Just remember when the Cowboys signed Everson Griffin. You know, they, he didn't clear whatever day they did it. He didn't clear till Saturday, and then I don't think he got right. to practice either Sunday or Monday uh, the first time. That's so true. yeah, it takes a while. So it's not an instant cure for whatever ails you. And speaking of whatever ails you, uh, Tyron Smith at least. 
uh, practice on a limited basis. Okay, today. that's a little tease. Okay, All we're right. going to take a little break here. The Cowboys and we'll get do the have some full injury stuff. update on Tyron Smith and where the Cowboys are injury-wise from Mickey Spagnola in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans! With Tight Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on Autodata Compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, back to mixed shots. Looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants for information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability. Visit the thestardistrict.com. All right, we continue here on Mix Shots. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola with your Wednesday practice report. Yes, and as I was teasing before we went to break, uh, Tyron Smith uh, did uh, work on a limited basis, but you know it was more than on the side doing resistant cord work. He actually had a helmet and shoulder pads on, and kind of went through. Uh, the individual drills went through and they do kind of their skeleton lineup with the offense and the defense is off doing their own deal. Uh, so at least he was out there. Uh, and the other guy that I saw was out there and running effortlessly was CeeDee Lamb. So you can put this conspiracy thing uh, to bed that he was hurt at the end of the game and that's why he wasn't in on whatever play uh, everybody's been talking about. So uh, he was out there, um, and after that, the other guys I think were still uh, in 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 the rehab that are on injured reserve. Those guys were still in rehab. So uh, really, they you know everybody's like, well, when are they going to get everybody back? Well, the guys on on injured reserve, the only one that was eligible to come off was Lyle Collins, and it doesn't look like he's 
ready. And I still think there's something else wrong other than the hip that's preventing him from rehabbing the hip injury that he had. Jerry alluded to it. Uh, and all I know is when they started training camp and he wasn't initially out there, uh, the back problems he had flared up. Uh, the back that he had at the end of last year kind of flared up in the off season, so they were trying to. And I don't know if that's why or if there was something else. Uh, I understand he was a little bit overweight, uh, so uh, COVID didn't treat him well the way it didn't treat a lot of people <laughs> well that gained weight having to quarantine at home. So from an injury standpoint. Um, and I believe during the uh, the individual drills, if I remember correctly, uh, at least uh, uh, Anthony Brown and Chitabe Awuzie have moved on to doing resistant cord work, so that's a good sign for them. Uh, Chitabe still got to miss two more games, and Anthony Brown one more game uh, before they would be eligible to come back. And uh, Terrence Steele was out there, so whatever stomach ailment he had, uh, looks like uh, he was good enough to be able to practice today. So we'll see when we get the official injury report. But I did notice that from Cleveland's standpoint, uh, they've got a bunch of injuries. A guy, bunch of guys didn't practice. They're a starting left card guard, uh, Joel uh, Butonio. I got it. Uh, sort of. Sort of uh, <laughs> did not practice, and they were they were worried about that one. Also, Denzel Ward, their starting corner, uh, did not practice along with Adrian Claiborne. Cowboys know enough about him now. He's a backup, and he was the backup to Olivier Vernon, uh, and he hasn't been practicing. So they've got a little bit of a problem there. Also, uh, Greedy Williams uh, was limited uh, in practice, and also. Uh, Hunt, Kareem Hump, did not practice. So they've got some injury oh. concerns going into this game also. That is a heck of a running back right there. Uh, is So what, they have not made a decision on what he's going to be, if he's going to be available? Yeah, it's just early for the in, week, it was early the game? in the week. They were, it was projecting that he would not practice today. Now that's a heck of a guy there. They, they've got a great one-two punch that we have to deal with. And as bad as our run, well, as good as our run defense was, especially against the, the Seahawks, I hope that we continue that. Uh, you know, when they start talking about the Players Association, it's something I just had to bring up. With all of the injuries that we're having, uh, and they're talking about uh, the 49ers are complaining about the different fields that they're playing on, especially in the Meadowlands. They were talking about the New York Jets Jersey, a uh, New York Giants uh, uh, field. I just thought that was so ironic that the 49ers <laughs> are complaining about <laughs> a field. You know, I'm pretty sure they're still below sea level out there in, in San Francisco. I don't know about Santa Clara, but I do know that they have no room to talk about how bad a field can be. We had to wear spikes this long <laughs> when we went out there for the second time. I don't know if you guys know the story. First game in 1981 played against the 49ers. We got blown out. And, and it wasn't just the, the field, but they had a heck of a squad, obviously. He ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. But uh, the field itself was just, it was weighing on us uh, mentally because we kept falling down. We couldn't get any traction. We went out there for the championship game. We were ready this time. We had we had spikes this long, but now your legs are 
completely exhausted just and your calf muscles and everything just from trying to pick up those spikes on the top of your shoes. And uh, I just thought it was a, a, a tra travesty, not just for our game, but as the Cowboys finally went in to kick the 49ers butt after all those years, they did it on one of the worst fields that you can ever play on. So I just thought that was very, it was very ironic that you have the nerve, you have the gall to talk about somebody's field when we've been complaining about you guys ever since the dinosaurs were alive. Yeah, but, you know, Everson, you got to remember, these guys don't know what took place 40 years ago or 30 years ago. So <laughs> they probably Not 40. Think they, they, Not 40. Well, 1981, oh that's, that's basically 40 Ooh, years ago. Oh, my God. I am freaking old, dude. I just got older. I just felt older. Oh, my God. And that NFC title game. I had, I had to bring up one more thing to – I had to bring up one more thing to crack me up. I know this is off topic. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they're known for booing the, the everything. Santa Claus, mm -hmm. Christmas, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, and I thought it was so funny with no fan participation. They actually put it on the, 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 the uh, telestrator, boo. <laughs> they actually typed out boo at the stadium in Philly. I thought that was just so classic that if, if any team needed to boo, needed, the fans needed to boo, those fans would be in Philadelphia, and they're not there. So the telestrator put boo on the stadium when Carson Wentz, I think, threw an interception. So I thought that was very fitting, extremely fitting. COVID will not take away the boos. The fans may not be there, but the boos remain in Philadelphia. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And by the way, on Candlestick Park, it is now way below sea level because yes, it's, <laughs> it's been demolished. It's, it's part of the bay now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, uh, Mickey, anything out of Mike McCarthy's press conference this morning that struck you? Well, the one thing I mentioned um, really wasn't – well – his his emphasis, uh, I think, on the turnovers uh, that are bothering the Cowboys. You know, they have not counting the two uh, fake punts that didn't work. They have six, so they're tied for thirtieth in the league right now for the uh, most giveaways. Uh, there's two teams tied at seventh. I'm going to count seven. the fake punts too. Okay, well then they uh, they have the most because uh, and tied with seven. Guess what? The Washington Football Team and your New York Football Giants. So the three they're not mine. Wow. Three of the four <laughs> NFC East teams are at the bottom when it comes to takeaways and the thing. And, and I mean turnovers. And the thing about their giveaways, all six of them. Uh, it, with the exception of the end of game one, uh, the, the interception at the end of the game, all, the other five have all led uh, to scores, uh, totaling, uh, I believe, 31 points I counted up. So, uh, four, Wow, 31 points. That's four, a lot of points. Four touchdowns and a field goal, uh, 31 points. And that doesn't account for the fumble at the one-yard line that led to the safety uh, so that's 33 points. I look at it wasn't a turnover, but it might as well have been recovering at the one yard line. So 33 points of the Cowboys. It wasn't a up. safety either. It wasn't a safety either. Yeah. Uh, and so 
Although I still don't think he got out even after he laid on the ground, uh, even though no one touched him, but the whistle blew. So, uh, But anyway, his <laughs> emphasis was we got to take care of the football. And, and, you All right, know, let me ask you this. Is a, is a failed fourth down conversion that's not a fake punt? You turn the ball over on is, downs, is that, right? Is that you that's consider that to be yes. a turnover? That's three. The two fake punts and, and, and the fourth and well, three that Nick Now, worked. I think it depends on the field position on it. Okay, because they, like for they... instance, on the fourth and three in L.A. Yeah. at the eleven yard line, you don't make that, and you're giving the ball up I, at the I nine, get you. and so that would yeah. be yeah. But if a fourth, if you're going forward on fourth down at your own forty, where you're losing the field position if you don't make it, then I think that counts as a turnover. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. So the two fake punts count. Yes. Okay. In my opinion, because otherwise you could have uh, punted them and flipped the field, and that's sort of the point on this whole Seattle game and why the Cowboys had so many yards of total offense. Look where they were starting their drives. I mean, the 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 Cowboys' starting field position for the entire game was uh, the average starting field position was their own eight. 18-yard line. The Seahawks' average starting field position was their own 34-yard line. Right. And so that's a significant difference right there. I, I think that even goes back to last year, if you think about it. Especially the first part of the year it. last year when they weren't getting takeaways and the starting field position they, was horrible. They, wait, you know, wait. When did they start with takeaways? I'm well, sorry, I mean, Bill. they I finally got that. one like the sixth game of the season. Is with <laughs> the first, year? yeah, last year. It took a while. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was Halloween before they got, they got a takeaway. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think last year also we still had. We, I think our, our uh, scoring drives had to accumulate to be, on average, the 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 the, the most, uh, or like, the, at least the, longest, the worst starting yeah. position in the league. I'm I'm pretty sure. That belonged to us last year as well. You know, the other thing he said that stood out to me, uh, he, he was talking about the communication on defense in particular, uh, and specifically probably in the secondary. And he said communication is always the root of defensive success or defensive failure. Uh, and so uh, I think he understands that uh, the defensive communication has to be better. They can't bust assignments as we were talking about over these past two days, leaving guys so wide open. Uh, you know, and Scott, and, and, and they had a bust. Uh, it was the Falcons game, right? The tight end, Hurst. Right. There, there wasn't anybody yep. within 20 yards of him. So you had another That's busted true. coverage. And, and by the way, Everson, the average starting field position for the Cowboys last year, their own 26-yard line, that ranked 29th in the league. And, you know, you get wow. a pretty good head start on leading the league in total offense when you got more real estate to cover <laughs> with, exactly. with your starting field position. Exactly. All right, we continue with – um, We are blessed – Go ahead, Everson. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll talk about it. Well, we'll you, talk about okay, it. let's no, tease whatever you're going to say next, okay? What is Everson well, I, I going to say gonna next? I was just going to continue and say that's why we have <laughs> – Hold on. Don't uh, say it yet. Don't it's say a tease. it. We don't say it's it. It's a tease, Everson. <laughs> what Everson is going to say coming up next on Mix Shots. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery – 
cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller light together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. To mixed shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Visit Cowboys, DallasCowboys.com slash United. All right, very good. And uh, when we last spoke with you on mixed shots, Everson Walls was about to say something profound. And he's now going to say whatever it was he was about to say. I'm sorry. It's going to be pretty anticlimactic. I just wanted to add on uh, to to what you guys were talking about. Uh, When you start that, that deep in territory, most of the time, that leads to lots of turnovers and lots of unfinished drives. One thing that we did, we were blessed to finish those drives. That's why Dak is looking for a new contract. That's why our offense has so many yards built up. We're blessed to have talent that can at least get us out of that hole. The problem is you don't want to make a habit of that because I don't care how good you are. Eventually, defenses are going to catch up with you. Maybe not the Cowboys defense, but all the ones that we're playing, playing against. So what does what does uh, Mike Nolan, what is his role in this as a defensive coordinator? You know, are we going to continue to s- play off of the offense? Are we going to continue to let them be the catalyst of the team? Or are we going to try and participate in some way to give them an opportunity to win? Are we going to try and get them better field position by being more aggressive defensively? Because that's what Mike Nolan has to look at. Does he just throw all caution to the wind? Because right now we're playing defense very cautiously. And does he, does he become more aggressive? Does he do more run blitzes? Does he, you know, just turn into a totally different, 
defensive coordinator? Or do we continue to go down this road of, of ineptness coming from our, our defense, and especially our secondary? We talked about yesterday. We have the worst pass defense in the NFL. And uh, along with close to the, the best passing offense in the NFL. It pretty much leads to what we've been accustomed to. Eight and eight seasons, you know, 500 seasons, uh, not making the playoffs. I'm hoping we make changes quickly enough here to where we don't have to worry about making changes during the last, when it's desperate, desperate times. I want to make those changes right now and see what kind of guys we have that can adhere to those changes, players and coaches. Guess who has the worst pass defense in the league? Meaning, giving up the most pass. I was wrong. Yep. Seattle. Seattle. Okay. Cowboys are 20, 28. <laughs> I'm sure this, this See, weekend has something three, to do with that. And they're 3 and 0. Oh. <laughs> 3 and 0. Oh. They are 3, three and 0. Oh. 3 and 0. Oh. All right. The Cleveland Browns come here for a noon kickoff on Sunday, and we're going to talk a lot about the Browns here in the next couple of days. We've got five minutes left here. And to kick off our Browns scouting report, let's just do it this way. What is it that concerns you, you the most? You didn't give me a scouting report last week, Bill. What is it that concerns – we're going to kind of tease ahead to Thursday and Friday here – what is it that concerns you the most about playing the Cleveland Browns this week? It is a Cleveland Browns team that is looking for its third straight win and is averaging 34.5 points a game the last two weeks, albeit against Cincinnati and the Washington football team. Everson, what is it that concerns you the most about playing Cleveland this week? The running game. Two great running backs. Uh, they're very confident right now. They lost their first game. But in those last two games, we came to see what is really going to be their strength. Uh, even uh, uh, Odell Beckham has finally come to the conclusion that we are not going to be that uh, pass-happy team, you know, throwing the ball all over the place. They're going to be a controlled ball club, much like we are, uh, but probably won't throw the ball as much because their defense gives them a better chance to win. So. That running game being the catalyst of their attack, that's, what, that's what's going to bother me. And I'm me. right there with Everson, uh, because as coaches will tell you, if you can't stop the run, uh, you don't earn the right to rush the quarterback. And this team is number three in the National Football League uh, in rushing yards. They're averaging 5.2 a carry and 190 uh, per game. And we know that the Cowboys have had trouble previously stopping the run because they get so focused on putting pressure on the quarterback, uh, they forget about the importance of stopping the run. So to me, uh, that's the deal. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked enough at what they do offensively, but in their uh, weekly release when they sent out the depth chart, they do list a fullback. Uh, as part of their 11-man offense. And if that's the case, you know, the Cowboys really haven't played all that much uh, with four, three linebackers on the field. They've been in nickel with these three teams. I don't know that you want to line up in nickel against this bunch if they got a fullback out there and you're relying on a safety or corner in the slot to help support the run 
against these two guys, Chubb and Hunt. And the fullback, Andy Janovich, he was in the game for 17 offensive snaps against Washington and 22 offensive snaps the previous week against Cincinnati. So they'll go heavy, and if the fullback in there, I bet the tight ends uh, are in there too. So uh, they they want to run the ball. Uh, and Everson mentioned it, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. seems to be okay with not all about me, you know, it's all about the team. Uh, and maybe they're taking a little uh, pressure off of Baker Mayfield. He's only thrown the ball 85 times uh, in two games, so that's less than 30, uh, 30 a game, while Dak is, you know, probably averaging, I'm going to do it off the top of my head, probably about 50 a game, it, it seems like. Uh, yeah. with how much the Cowboys have thrown the ball. So uh, they'll, they'll run it at you, and that creates more big plays uh, for them. Dak's thrown the ball 143 times in three games. That's nearly nearly 50 a game. And uh, Mayfield, the last One two. One thing you have to realize. Uh, Mayfield, the last two weeks, has been exactly 16 out of 23 both games. Well. Yeah. So stopping the run definitely is something that the Cowboys have to make a priority of. And it'll be interesting to see how they do it, you know, because they're short on linebackers. You know, it's been Jalen Smith uh, and, and Joe Thomas. Uh, and, and at yep. times, if they've wanted a third linebacker, it's, it's kind of been Alden Smith standing up on the outside with a four-man run. Now maybe you go and use more of your 3-4 defense, and act like two of your defensive ends are, are linebackers along with the two guys in the middle? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. but um, And they'll probably bring down the safety as well. Yeah. They'll probably bring the safety down as and, well. And as let Andy him Woods play in the box. And too. have him fill a hole. And they're, they're very good at that. They're very good at that. defense bodes them well. Uh, he Woods gets in there pretty good. We got a couple of good hard-hitting safeties. But then here comes the play-action pass, Spags. Yeah. And when you have that, that play action, just like with the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to be some big holes in there if you're not careful. And when Landry and Beckham catch the ball, regardless of whether you throw to them 10 times or just one time, each time that they catch it, they're trying to take it to the house. And if you have those holes open up in there because of that play action pass, then it's going to be another track meet that we're looking at. And it's, it's just going to look a little bit different from Seattle. But the, the guys going to the end zone, it still looks the same. All right. Baker, Baker said he's okay getting in a shootout with Dak Prescott. He said that? Yes, he did. I saw the no, he's not. Yeah. no, he's not. No, he is not. Uh, no, he is not. Have you ever <laughs> heard of Baker May- Bayfield not being confident coming in or cocky or worse than that, coming into a, any football game that he's played? I think I you got a very good point there. Yeah. Well, I – I got to hand it to him after that first loss. It's, it was it could have been easy to fold. It really could have been. And uh, I have to hand it to that entire team on how they kind of pulled themselves together. And they're above 500 for the first time, I think, since Mayfield's been there. Since, Am I right? Uh, I think since Johnny Manziel was the quarterback. In 2014. Wow. And how'd that turn out? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That does it for this edition of Mix Shots, and we will be back with much more live in the inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco tomorrow at 1.30. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?